Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every 14 days or two weeks, as we say, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we chat about them. We have a chinwag. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. This week we're on episode 115. It's a lot. Mm. We're on chapter 20 of book five, Hagrid's Tale. <laughs> mm. I don't know about you, Tom, but when I heard Hagrid's Tale, <laughs> I thought he'd been up to more of his animal experiments. <laughs> what about you? What do you mean by that? I think Hagrid has tried to breed himself with something that's got a tail and given himself a little waggy thing coming out of above his bottom. What do you I think don't about understand. that? Please explain more. Right, Hagrid, it's been previously established, engineers new life with animals, right? This chapter is called Hagrid's Tale, T-A-L-E, Hagrid's Story. But I'm listening to the audiobook version. I can't see how it's spelt. I think it might be Hagrid's Tale, T-A-I-L. Hang on a minute. So you're telling me when you selected this chapter on Audible, you didn't read what it said. You just closed your eyes, pressed play, hope, wish for the best. Yeah, I went like that. Pressed play. Oh, accidentally opened up Candy Crush Saga. Get out of that. Back to blindfolding myself. Open it. Bang. Hagrid's tail. Yeah. Maybe he's got a thing coming out of his back. You can't keep away from Candy Crush Saga. <laughs> I only mention that because you love saying that I play Candy Crush Saga. You're always I've not playing... played Candy Crush Saga for years. You're always playing At... Candy Crush Saga. I'm not. At the minute, I'm on a very similar game called Gardenscapes, right? But the good thing about this one is you're still matching things up. But when you win a level, you get a star. And with your stars, you can do up your garden. I'm doing a space-themed garden at the minute. It's very exciting. <laughs> How have you been? How's your week been? It's been all right. A bit of a mad dash. I seem to forget. I don't know about my listeners and your listeners as well. We have two types of listeners. People who listen for me, people who listen for you. Yeah. I'm assuming they rip out the earphones when the other one isn't speaking and they just listen away. But then about you guys, but once a day passes, it's like I'm forgetting it existed completely. Yeah. Um, I did a gig on Wednesday and it was full of Australian cricketers. Yeah. Um, there's this new material night in Manchester where what you do, you take a suggestion out of a big bowl that the audience have written. They've all written like a suggestion. Oh yeah, that's good. And like, so you have to riff on it. And like, I don't really like, I like doing gigs where everyone, I don't know, isn't an Australian cricketer. So yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was like 20 Australian cricketers. And don't be thinking this is like a fit cricket team. This is your out of shape, you know, weird <laughs> cricket team. This is your Z yeah. list. And uh, they're being a bit rowdy. One of them had brought a soundboard in with him on his phone. Oh, no. So when there was a gap, uh, when yeah. the comedian stopped talking, he literally played crickets. 
Oh, that's awful. <laughs> no. And it was funny because the host just went, are you playing cricket? That's brilliant. Anyway, here's your first act. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And he kept doing it. Yeah, yeah, I think he just kept doing it. Sometimes he, he, His timing was terrible. He'd do it when people were talking and no one could hear. But either way. But, um, and I don't mean to judge these Australian cricketers. I mean, I'm sure there's Australians listening going, they don't represent us or you can't tar us all with the same brush. But one big bloke went to the back of the room in the break and he was writing yeah. suggestion after suggestion after suggestion and putting it in the bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curiosity got the better of me, so I walked over and I picked up the last one he put in. I opened it up, and it just said, fat chicks. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> hey, have a go at that one, will ya? Have a go at that one. <laughs> How about on the roof? <laughs> How about on the roof, boys? <laughs> but um, so when I went up, I was like, make sure I don't take from the top, take from the bottom, and yeah. it was all. I don't, know, I don't think I'm that good at improvising, so I just uh, I managed to weave it into just my normal jokes. You'd say things like um, uh, sexism. I'd go sexism, right? Sexism. Of course, there was no sexism in the uh, Wallace and Gromit household because only them two lived there, and the, it, for <laughs> their time, they were very, uh, <laughs> you know, forward-thinking males. Anyway, more about Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'd be good. I, I tell you what, I've never performed in front of Australian cricketers. I think I missed out on that during uh, during my stand-up days in the UK. But they were all right. They, uh, I did my set. They liked it. I got off, went home. Yeah, and I f- finished watching Naruto. I think you've been asking me to watch Naruto. No, you've been telling me about Naruto. Have you finished the whole series? Finished it. Started it again. I need to do something new. Right. (laughs) Naruto characters famously run with their arms behind their back. (laughs) Well, congratulations on finishing Naruto. It's It's a very plaudible thing to do. But having done this, I'm wanting suggestions of now things to do, activities to open my mind a bit. This could be a physical activity, you know, like yeah. Uh, yeah. go and do something. This could be watching something. This could be listening to a podcast or something. Lucas, do you have any suggestions for me? Something you like doing that uh, might be a bit of a, I don't know, some something that might spark some intrigue in my mind. Well, I think you should get into going on a walk and listening to either a podcast or do what I do, listen to an audio play. Yeah, but specifically, what what podcast or audio play? There's a fantastic podcast called the Pottervision Podcast. Two lads, they read a chapter of the Harry Potter books and then they talk about it for about an hour. Can I just say something? I listen to that podcast when I'm down. I go, put me on, that'll cheer me up. <laughs> and then I'll go and I'll be laughing away at things you say. It's a vain thing, I shouldn't admit, but do you know what? It's the only chance <laughs> I get to listen to my mate. Well, I used to listen to it every week and then uh, I just got 
I got out of it just because I don't really like listening to myself talk. Um, but I used to listen every week just to remind myself. Change your voice. Talked about the week before. It's my choice. Yeah. No, change your voice. Oh, change my voice. Yeah, maybe. What should I? What should I change it to? Should it be a bit deeper, a bit more resonant? Maybe I should no. have a more. What? It's already what really should... deep. Oh. Oh, should it be up here then, like that? Opposite, I think, breathy. Breathy. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Potavision Podcast. My name's Lucas, and today we're going to be talking about Chapter Twenty, Book Five. I don't my, know why I'm so my, feminine. My, my, my name's Lucas. My name's Lucas. <laughs> my name's Lucas. Do you listen it's to Hagrid's any uh, podcasts? Do you listen to any podcasts or audio books? I listen to a lot of Doctor Who audio dramas. There's a lot of free ones about. Um, I like them. And I used to listen to a podcast called... Um, the Brit- it's like the British History Podcast or something, where the guy's talking about the history of Britain. So I quite like yeah. them. I get I fall out of history things when they give too much detail and they just throw oh, dates yeah. at you. And you're listen, buddy, I can't picture those dates in my head. Yeah. Well, I think because I was a kid, like, when you're, like, reading horrible histories and stuff, you're like, right, five gruesome facts, and that's me. I know everything I want to know about the Romans. And then you watch an adult series about history, and you're like, oh, I don't want to know about the intrigue that led to this war. I want to know how they pooed. Yeah, and was this poo preserved? I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that. Yeah. (laughs) Did a Viking keep it in a box of ice? <laughs> a Viking stool. Yeah, the speculation the whether the pyramids are as old as they are, people think they're a lot older than they actually are. Do they? Oof. Mm. Well, if there was any way of knowing, we'd know, wouldn't we? Yeah. Maybe it was the aliens that did it, like some people say. I went camping this weekend for two nights. Did you? Was it good? Yeah, it was all right. Uh, The campsite was... We rock up Friday night, right? Big empty field. But the only bit of sun is the field is a bit close to where these teenage boys are camping. I've never seen this in my life. Have you ever seen a group of eight teenage boys camping together? No, it's like something off the in-betweeners. Well, there's eight of them, and these, yeah, exactly in between us, because these weren't cool boys. I could see yeah. these boys with my excellent vision. These yeah. boys were gimps, but not like um, <laughs> pathetic gimps, more like yeah. annoying gimps. Do you know, like yeah, annoying gimps? Yeah. They had a um, they had a golf club, and they were smacking balls into the woods to upset birds. Oh, that's not nice, is it? Because there was like eight of them, and they were like smacking balls, and you'd see it hit a tree, and then you'd see birds flying out the tree, like ha ha ha, like yeah. that. And I was Oof. like, mm. and it was really stressing me out. And so I was like, oh for fuck's sake! And then it got to a point, and they were being really loud. What were they doing? They maybe started playing music. Yeah, so I was like, we'll move. We dragged the tent to a different area, right? Set up there, and then. The owner of the campsite, this man who wasn't on site, he just does the rounds every evening, comes yeah. around to say hello. And I was like, what a perfect time to tell on those boys. Yeah, yeah. 
I was like, we've had to move. And he was like, you've had to move? And he, he I went, yes, because there's a group of lads and they're being a bit antisocial. They're being loud and they're smacking golf clubs into the trees. And it upset yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did he say? He went, I'll go and have a word. And then, do you know, after that, they were silent. But let me tell you this. When we called up to book a spot at this campsite, this campsite owner goes, like we go, do you have any spaces for the campsite this weekend? And he goes, I have spaces. I have plenty of spaces. But whether you get a space is whether or not you are worthy. Huh? Is that what he said? Yeah. Like, what did you have to do to be worthy? I think he wanted to make sure we were doing an activity rather, like, had a purpose to be there rather than just playing music really loud and screaming. Oh, no, I made those boys worthy. Playing golf. Trying to get a few birdies like they're doing mm. golf. Mm. Mm. Bloody hell. But you had a nice time after you moved then? A little bit, yeah. We uh, went for a walk <laughs> the next day. And then we... Yeah. It was so hot. It was like 30 degrees. So we tried to go swimming outdoors. We closed loads of roads so we couldn't get to the outdoor swimming area we wanted to. And then we, I was like, found an outdoor swimming pool. So we drove all the way there, got there. We look in. It is beautiful. It's like something Ooh. out of a Wes Anderson film. This empty yeah. pool, all blue with lines. It looks... It barely anyone in there yeah I go up I was like two please guy goes members only uh, members of what poo poo club I go how much is a membership he said £300 I was like Ooh. call it a tenner <laughs> <laughs> oh so uh, I'm assuming how you didn't you re- pay that what I'm assuming you didn't pay the 300 quid. No, I sat outside, had an Oreo ice cream, like a little sandwich biscuit Oreo ice cream, miserable. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let me tell you this. Mind, if you're yeah. a listener and you've got something interesting that you think will open my mind, I'm not learning a language. Don't suggest that. Get in touch with me and say, I recommend this if you've got a podcast or something, because I feel like my mind is without a... <laughs> Unable to find a better term than this. I feel like my mind has turned to mush. He's a big lump of mush in his head. Hey, but I tell you, forget messaging Tom. Message me privately and I'll pass it on to Tom to make sure the message gets to him. Anything Mm. you think that might stimulate his mushy brain. Um, But otherwise, I'd like to ask you some questions. Oh, yeah. You, without telling me, visited the UK. I visited the UK, yeah, last week. I had to it? go back to take my car to Medicine. the UK because its MOT was due. And so I've took it back and I've left it there. And after Edinburgh, hmm. um, I'm going to try and sell it. So, And hey, would you know, it passed its MOT with flying colours. It only needed... Um, a couple of new tyres, but that was only recommended. It passed without. Well, the USB port isn't working. That isn't required for an MOT, uh, but you're right, the USB port does not work to charge nor to play music. If I was the mechanic in charge of that, I'd have thrown a milkshake on the interior. 
<laughs> hey, I even hoovered it and uh, took out all the rubbish before it got MOT'd. Oof, it looks swanky, can I say, my Hyundai. Let me tell you something. What? I got my car cleaned this week, and I yeah. was like, right, clean my car. But as a courtesy, I emptied all the rubbish out of it first. Oh, that's nice of you, yeah. And I was under my seat, I found two pound coins, and I went, they're not getting them. <laughs> hey, that's very nice. But I'm Go sure to, is, is uh, picking up rubbish part of the valet service? I'm, I'm sure they expect you to have taken all the shit out of it before they, they pick up. It. They pick up pound coins. Um, yeah, do they? But. Uh, so I go to pay. In the end, I don't get the interior cleaned. I just get the exterior yeah, cleaned because yeah. I don't have time. They're taking yeah. so long. I go, how much, brother? He says, eight pounds. Pass him a tenner. He goes, thank you. Closes my door and walks off. Oh. Don't want to, yeah. Oh, so I lost that two pound in the end. Yeah. Well, easy come, easy go, eh? <laughs> little high, little low. A little hey, little ho. Eight. But I tell you what, we had a lovely time in Wales, saw my family and all that. And uh, But the journey back was quite eventful because we had to get a plane and then a train. Right? Was any automobile involved? There was on the way there, but not on the way back. Oh, I'll tell you what, there was an automobile because uh, my dad drove us to the airport very kindly. Which airport? Um, Manchester. Because he was coming anyway because he likes to go to my uh, house... Once every four weeks to make sure it's all there. But while he's there, he, I think he just likes going away for the weekend. He's always down the pub. He knows everybody by name at the pub. He knows the fishing chippy. And he has, he has a bloody lovely time. He has like a weekend away in my house that I can't sell once a month. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if that's the reason you can't sell it. <laughs> I know, I think he's like writing death threats in blood on the walls <laughs> so that when people come to visit, they get scared off. They're doing viewing teams in the loft, pretending it's haunted. Derek! Derek! <laughs> Why is he saying his own name? <laughs> Me ringing up the estate agents. Well, they just can't get rid of those shit stains. What shit stains? <laughs> Who's doing that? <laughs> in the bowl. They keep coming back. Right. Oof. No one should be using the bowl. <laughs> you outside for that. Yeah, no, maybe. I'm at... Yeah. I'd love it if you had to do the viewings. Yeah. Because I think it'd be fantastic because you'd be going round, you'd be going, right, you're going to love this. Right, this is my, ha my home. I've lived here beautifully. Right, let me show you downstairs. They ripped me off on this kitchen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you would not believe how much they ripped me off in here and then followed me through to this downstairs toilet. Man installed that. He ripped me off there. Let me take you upstairs. Uh, actually, let me take you downstairs to the basement. I got ripped off down here. Upstairs. <laughs> ripped off in both these rooms. I had a few tenants in there who ripped me off. <laughs> Hey, I tell you what, this basement, you'll notice, is only half plastered. And uh, that's because the builder got in a mood. Anyway, <laughs> let's, show you the, let's show you the next room. <laughs> anyway, what are you offering? 
<laughs> but yeah, I might install hidden cameras. Make sure that my dad isn't uh, putting people off. That's a funny way to um, <laughs> end any like possible business transaction. Anyway, what are you offering? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so he dropped us off, and then uh, we took a plane. Right, and so we get on the plane, and the plane's not left yet. So I think, oof, I need a little wee-wee. So I go to the toilet. While I'm in the toilet, Martina sends me a text saying that she has accidentally hit somebody in the face. Right. In the head, the side of the head. Right. I need to get this story right because Martina will tell me off if she comes across as uh, somebody violent. Right. This was accidental. Right. I come back. And apparently she was taking off a jumper and she accidentally hit this man in the face with her hand. Right. Right. And when she went to apologise, he wouldn't look her in the eye or accept her apology. She was very embarrassed and for the rest of the day she felt bad about it, but I enjoyed reminding her about it because it was funny. I wonder... I'll tell you what, there's times in my life where I've been both and people... I've been the one yeah. injuring people, going, sorry. I've been the one refusing to accept the apology. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there, haven't we? Nope. <laughs> I think nope. Some people, some people, rude people, don't accept apologies. I'm not accepting that. Keep it. Yeah. Oh, so that happened, and then I had a bit of an embarrassing moment on the train. Because right. I'm not bragging here, uh, but... Both Martina and I have an electric toothbrush. Right. We've got a, you know, we've got the money for that. Right. We've got an electric toothbrush each. Right. They've got thirty-five Funny. quid. Thirty-five quid each. Right. So we're on the train. It's quite busy, and suddenly there's a sound of vibration coming from my backpack. Right. And. Uh, not gonna lie, it sounded a bit like a battery-powered sex toy, right? And I was a bit embarrassed. How do you know what that sounds like? What can I say? I've got YouTube. So, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so we go. Uh, so I go in my bag. Right, I can hear the buzzing. Now there are two toothbrushes. Right, so I've got to make a guess now. Which one is the toothbrush? That is buzzing so i guess it's my one right so i press the button and nothing happens it still buzzes right so i think oh it must be the other one so i press the button on the other one and then that starts buzzing as well so now i've got these things vibrating in stereo and a man turns and like raises his eyebrows at martina laughing pretending it's rude oh my god turn them off and then we quickly left the train and avoided further embarrassment. I'd have... I think I might have said, it's a toothbrush, it's a toothbrush. Yeah, maybe I should have said that, actually, rather than not clarifying what it was, letting people guess. East ein Toothenbrusher. East ein Toothenbrusher, yeah? It's a Zahnaputzer. Let me tell you something. Japanese... Yeah. I watch Japanese cartoons and there's many words, it appears. Either they don't have 
words for in Jap- Japanese, or they just sometimes like using uh, the English um, version. Yeah. Like uh, every now and then they'll go lucky, you know, for lucky. Oh right, yeah. We used to do that on Ninja Warrior, like um, it's like a Japanese obstacle course show, and you do the the British commentary, but then you do the Japanese commentary behind them. But mm. they'd call all the obstacles the English names. So you'd be like the jumping spider. <laughs> they've definitely got names for jumping and spider in Japanese. Don't tell me they've not got English. Japanese versions of those two words. Jumping spider. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's nice. It's fun and it's nice. Yeah, it's Ninja Warrior. What did I do this Hey, is it hot over there? It was. It's all right today. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's all right today. But yesterday it was like 30 degrees. Is it hot over there? Um, Yeah, it's about the same. It's about 30. Well, that's par for the course in old Germany. I think many days are going to be in the in the thirties this summer, and I bloody don't like it. I prefer it cold. Not the nineteen thirties, I hope. And there is the weekly reference to the Second World War. <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say anything. You can't be putting that on me. <laughs> you did. <laughs> hey, but are you ready? For a chapter 20 rundown. I would be so... Gr- Actually, before that, would you like the new segment? I'd love the new segment. What's this? Incoming. Harry Potter news. It's the new segment, Harry Potter news. I've been scouring the web to find updates in the Harry Potter world. We are a Harry Potter podcast, are we not? We are, correct. So I thought, why not have a segment where we talk about the new things that happen in the Harry Potter world? How about that? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, first off, we have um, people who bought Privet Drive. Yeah. Right. One sec. Let's find it. (laughs) People who bought Privet Drive, yeah. Have been driven potty. We bought Harry Potter's house, but we're fed up with Instagrammers knocking on our door. Here's the worst part. So people who bought Four Privet Drive in the fictional town of Little Whinging um, are complaining that they had no idea that (laughs) tens of people would come every day to take pictures of their house. Well, they're morons, Um, aren't they? We've had people Little did I know when I bought the Statue of Liberty <laughs> that I would have hundreds of people asking to take photos in front of it. We had no idea when we bought the Eiffel Tower that we'd have tourists knocking on our door every day trying to climb up it. <laughs> there was one time someone tried to climb over our fence and we were like, don't do that. <laughs> do you know what? One time. I think that's a fantastic re- record. To only have one person ever climb over that fence, that's brilliant. We are accommodating, though. I've moved my cars for people that want a good photo. That's accommodating. We move your car if you drive? Um, no, I'm eating my dinner. I don't mind. Harry Potter is amazing, I get that. But you do come home from work and they're all on your drive. It's quite mad. Um, Wait, you bought the house, what do you want? 
the neighbouring house was recently uh, purchased for 650 grand. Mm. Yep. Bloody hell. Oh, that's good. Let me just check if that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I like this new segment. The cupboard is still here. It hasn't been touched. Harry, Ma- Harry Potter might as well still live in there. We keep junk in it. Coats, ironing board, Hoover. Oh. Oh, keep junk in it. Coats, ironing board, Hoover. <laughs> you might as well still live in it. Neighbour, Asad Shahid, said, pretty much every single day you see people coming here and stop in front of their house taking photos. Oh, my God. Well, mm. would you buy the Harry Potter house and live in it? No, sounds like a nightmare. Can I have a uh, that was and that has been Harry Potter news. Hey, wonderful! Now that's the new nation's third favourite segment. Hang on a minute. Um, all I need is for five people to say they want to keep that segment, and it will stay. If I don't get five people saying they want to keep it, it's gone. There we go. It's down to you, listeners. <laughs> now, chapter 20 of book five, Hagrid's Tale. Mm. Knock on the door, Hagrid's there, and he's battered and bloody and bruised. He looks like he's been a right old fight. Turns out he's been traipsing across Europe with Madame Maxime looking for giants. And he finds them. And they start buttering up the giant chief, but then the giant chief gets killed, and there's a new chief who doesn't really like them, and he's being buttered up by the Death Eaters. Then they try and get some people to defect from the giant chief. It's all very interesting stuff. Anyway, he doesn't actually explain how he got all these injuries before, uh, what's her name, Dolores Umbridge knocks on the door. Harry, Ron and Hermione hide under a cloak and she comes in asking questions. What's going on? Where have you been? Why are there footprints outside your door? He fobs her off and she walks away. And then later on the kids walk away back to the castle. And that was Hagrid's tale. What What a a chapter. chapter. Hagrid's Tale. See, when I first read this chapter, well, I first listened to it, he said, I don't read the books. When I heard Tale, I thought, oh my God, has Hagrid been breeding himself with other things to develop a tale? Because I thought this was a literal tale rather than a tale you would tell, you know, like a story. I thought this was T A I L. <laughs> That's what I thought as well. <laughs> But I thought possibly they're referring to the matted hair above Hagrid's bum. Oh, (laughs) maybe, yeah. (laughs) I would love it if it was that. Just somehow brought into the conversation. Hagrid, did you know the matted hair above your bum is a bit like a tail? Well, I never really thought of it like that, but hmm, I suppose you're right. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> can you waggle it Hagrid oh you can oh you can <laughs> look at these pumpkin roots <laughs> they visit Hagrid at his hut and as he opens the door Hermione screams <laughs> I 
don't think I've ever screamed at anything of you. You scream all the time. If you clap suddenly in front of you, you get such a fright. Yeah, but that's more of a like, oh, like that, rather than yeah, a... That's your version of a scream. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but you wouldn't call it a scream, would you? You'd call it like a, a, a cry out. On this or, campsite I was at, there was a load of horses, yeah. aggressive horses, that Oof. were making noises towards you. see, horses whinny, don't they? They do, and sometimes they lose it. I wouldn't, dis- I wouldn't describe that noise they make as a whinny. No, I wouldn't. It is Nay mental. makes sense, because nay sounds like nay. But whinny... It's, it's like a terror scream. Yeah. <laughs> but then they also do that. Well, I think that's called a wicker when they do that. A wicker? I might be wrong. A wicker, yeah. W-H-I-C-K-E-R. Wicker. Mm. But I might be wrong about that. Someone send me a private message to tell me if I'm right or wrong. God. I'll do anything for a private message. (laughs) I will. I will. We had um, I did a little show the other month called Tom Lawrence and the Show. Um, We had some Pottervision listeners come. Hey, did you? In Brighton? No, no, this is in Manchester. Oh. But in Brighton, they did come. I think. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, anyway. They came in, and one, these these doctors had... Well, no, one was a doctor. He was a doctor yeah. at a hospital. And his partner was like a software developer for processes. Yeah. Bloody hell, we've got clever people listening to us. That is exactly what I said. I was like, what the hell? Doctors and yeah. clever people? Yeah. I thought we just had people of similar intellect to us listening. Didn't know we had <laughs> bloody people with doctorates and things like that. Mental. Absolutely mental. Yeah. I tell story... you what, if, I, if everyone can private message me with their highest degree of qualification, <laughs> uh, well... We'll do a poll or, or your IQ level. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love that? Da- intelligence. Wouldn't you love that data? If I just emailed you, going, Lucas, I got a spreadsheet here for you of all our listeners, listeners, a job and salary. I'd love that. Yeah, I'd find all the averages. I'd get the mean, the range, the mode. It'd be even fantastic. if we even if we didn't have the names, how interesting would that be? It'd be fantastic. Ah. Uh, and if there's some millionaires on there, please think Def- of us fondly. Definitely, because millionaires now, if you're if you, if you've bought a house that costs a million pound, are you a millionaire? Yeah, well, I suppose you're a millionaire in assets, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, but do you have to be? Yeah, does it have to be in the bank, or can it be in assets? Hmm. Anyway, that's not something we ever need to worry about. What do you, what would you speculate is like the um, most unusual? Oh, that could be a fun competition, couldn't it? Yeah. Who's got the most unusual job? Hey, that'd be good. Send me a private message with your job, and we'll find out the most unusual one. Yeah. Winner. What would be a good prize? I don't know what people want. Would they like to come uh, on the podcast for a segment? Yeah, I tell you what. Yeah, if you got the most unusual job, genuinely, we'll ring you up. 
and you can tell us about your weird job and we'll put it in a segment on the podcast. Weird job. New segment. <laughs> Why not? That'd be good. Anyway, I'm expecting an absolute influx of messages this week. Uh, so I'm looking forward to trawling through them. How many um, keep the quiz messages have we had? I have had, I think, four or five keep the quiz messages. Which I think is a lot. That is not a lot in the grand scheme of things. Maybe you said you'd accept five to keep the, the Harry Potter news segment. Well, <laughs> that's the news segment, isn't it? Not quiz. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you've written a quiz for this week, have you? We'll find out at the end, I suppose. So Hagrid is looking like, for want of a better word, shit. Right? Mm. Now Harry, it says here, Hagrid walked gingerly and Harry assumed that he had broken ribs. Like, why do you assume that's such a random assumption for someone who's walking gingerly? Uh, broken ribs, I reckon, Hagrid, is it? What what does walking gingerly mean? He's walking like Ron. <laughs> I'm sure I made that joke about ten episodes ago. But anyway. Oh. <laughs> it just means walking a bit carefully like this. But why is he assuming what his injuries are? Hmm. No, she sat down a bit carefully there, Hagrid. Fractured pelvis, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> And I want to know, because Fang's there, and there's no notes of Fang having been with Hagrid on this journey through Europe. So has Fang been on his own for the past six months or what? Hmm. Does Hagrid have a friend at Hogwarts who would feed this dog? Yeah, maybe McGonagall's popping in and feeding the dog, watering his plants, doing things like that, tending to his pumpkins. Has Madame Trelawney been fired yet? No, I think she's about to be. She's under review, isn't she? And it's not looking good for the lady. Well, if I got fired from Hogwarts, I'd be like, that's fine. I'm just going to go to the Bahamas. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Bahamas. Engorge you a cocktail. I'm going to go pissed. I'm going to Pismo Beach. See Bugs Bunny. Yeah. I'm going to Pismo Beach. To see Bugs Bunny, right? I'm going to Palm Springs. I'm going to Palm Springs. Going to Palm Springs, right? And I'm gonna have my toes in the water, my ass in the sand, the worries in the world, a cold beer in my hand. Go into a hotel, Aloha Mora. (laughs) Yeah, Aloha Mora, honeymooning couple. Get out! I've got magic. Hello, Hamora. Hello, Hamora. <laughs> Hello, Hamora. <laughs> oh, we're witty, aren't we, on this podcast? That's the least witty thing in the world. Oh, Hello, Hamora sounds like Hello, Hamora. Hello, Hamora. <laughs> but I found it funny and you found it funny. I'm sure our listeners will as well. It's mad that Hagrid has been beaten up at his age, you know what I think? Oh, I think getting beaten up like... Just from your twenties onward, it's just like, why are you getting beaten up? How have you, 
How have you got into that situation? Tragic, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I've well, never been beaten up. And in my mind, I'm through the worst of it, the most dangerous times when I could have been beaten up. I feel like well, now it's plain sailing. As long as I'm not an arsehole, I'm not going to get beaten up for my life. Lucas, in his naive mind, is probably referring to uh, getting drunk and running your mouth in like a uh, like a rough bar or something. Yeah, I don't think he's victim blaming in any way. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm on about you being young and being like a bit of an idiot provoking people. That's what I'm talking about. May I be clear? What do you think you're doing getting beaten up? That's your fault, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to anyone that's been beaten up, if that's uh, if that's offended you. I didn't mean that at all. I meant that, you know, oh. I'm not going to provoke it. Yeah, I, might oh get, I might get battered, I don't know. I'm provoked. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been beaten up? No. Well... Everyone's had a tussle at school, haven't they? A push about. Oh, yeah, we've all had a tussle, yeah. I've never had a punch to the face or anything like that. Maybe I have. No, I don't know. I don't think no. so. No. I, remember, I remember asking my dad self-defence moves and him giving me a load of crazy things. Hey, what did he teach you? Anyone ever gets you in a headlock? Elbow him in the stomach. Hard as you can. Fantastic. Any more? Any more tips? Well, here's another one. Uh, someone's shin, like that, run your shoe down it, stamp your shoe down the chin, it'll hurt them. Um, <laughs> what do you mean if somebody's shin's like that? No, stamp like if, um, shin. if someone's got you from behind. Stamp oh, right, it. stamp on their shin. Yeah. Right, right, right. Very good. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Hey, well, Martina's good at self-defence, she's a black belt. Is that right, Martina? You black belt. You black belt. Black belt. Who do you karate? My brother did. Oh, your brother. A brother did, but she learned things from her brother. <laughs> I thought she did that mad laugh. That was the maddest anyway. scene I've ever watched in my life. Isn't that right, Martina? Black belt. Black belt. Black belt. Black belt. Karate. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's an elf from Martina. So I don't I don't know where I've got that from. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't know where I've got that from, I'm sorry. Hey. <clears throat> so Hagrid, right, starts to tell the story, right, about him meeting some giants, right? And He's, he's a bit whatever about Madame Maxime. I think they've definitely been at it on this work trip. Yeah. It sounds like they've been a bit romantic in the subtext. I don't know what you thought about that. Madame Maxine, romantic in the subtext. No, I don't think so. I kind of felt it was a completely like, they were making it seem like romantic. Like the best way to make Hagrid go undetected is if it looks like he's going on a romantic trip with another half giant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Unless you think there was no, uh, no plane, as they say. <laughs> in the Baja. In the Baja. Yeah. 
Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> yeah. They've had a right old tour. They've been through France, Polish border, Czech Republic. Very nice. And they France, find this... Polish border, Czech Republic. <laughs> That's where they've been. And it turns out that Giants, there are only 70 or 80 left. Flat belt. Flat belt, Martin. Flat belt. No. They're an endangered species, the giant. There's only 70 or 80 left in the world. And that's because of wizards. What do you make of that? What, what shagging them, giving them diseases? <laughs> no. <laughs> sending them away, using magic to defeat them and making them live together where they kill each other. Go away. Go away, you lots. And it's much like how muggles or ordinary people... Uh, Make other animals endangered by hunting them, like the the white rhino or the uh, something else. The um, let me tell you something. I got the yeah. this has been said a hundred times, hit about a hundred and one times. Yeah, I got the vibe from this chapter that these giants they are not of like the same intelligence socially. Mm. Um, and otherwise, as humans yeah. or wizards, yeah? They're beating yeah. people up. They're beheading people. They're killing people. They're grunting. They can't do magic. They live in the mountains, yeah. right? What are people doing breeding with them? I know. It seems a bit like taking advantage, doesn't it? I don't know. Like Hagrid's it's something. dad. Yeah. Don't like it. How has he courted her? Because they, just to get a conversation with them, they have to come back once every three days with a gift. How long would you have to do that before, you know, getting romantic with the giants? God, and what's a gift? I know, you'd run out of ideas, wouldn't you? Once you'd got past, like, flowers, chocolate and jewellery. Well, but you, you've got to get three weeks of these things coming up. Cow, that's expensive. Yeah, cow, Uh Cinema voucher. Mm. Do you like that, giant? Excuse me, giant. Do you like that? Mm. Coat from Giacomo. Mm. <laughs> oh, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. Mm. Yeah, well. I want to hear more about that. I hope sometime in the future we get a, a Hagrid spin-off. Where we find out how his uh, mum and dad got together. Hagrid's spin-off. Yeah, that'd be a lot more interesting. That'd be a lot more interesting TV series. All these tales that are mentioned to in Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Just like elaborating on them all. Like a whole episode about Lily and um, Sirius, not Sirius, Severus Snape. Yeah, that'd be good. Sirius Black, Severus Snape. I wonder if they had to sit next sit next to each other in alphabetical order. <laughs> well, probably not. They probably did it by surname, didn't they? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to see Ooh. that. I want to see Hagrid's Tale, the HBO series. All right, I've got some more Wisdom news here. Harry Potter news. It says here... Um, Lily and Petunia are also both the name of flowers. Hey, that is... I've not seen that piece of news. Not bad. 
Yeah. Well, as we all know, J.K. Rowling took her inspiration from a lot of the things from Harry Potter, from keeping up appearances. Yeah. Where Hyacinth Bouquet and all of her sisters are named after flowers. You've got Daisy and you've got a... Uh, what's the other one? She's got a Violet. So let me tell you something. Yeah. These three, they wind up at Hagrid's hut, yeah? Yeah. Hagrid, first thing he does, puts on a pot of tea. Yeah. You're not a tea drinker, but tea is full of caffeine. I don't know if you have to stop yourself drinking Coke at one point in the day because it'll keep you up. But most people oh, drink Oh, yeah, hot... definitely. What time? Well, normally my rule is like five, six o'clock. But because I'm feeling a bit tired today, I am actually drinking an energy drink, which is a bad idea. Sugar-free. Yeah. It's sugar-free, though. That's good. Sugar-free. Sugar free, I'm being good. Red, I remember seeing the adverts of Red Bull when I was a little kid, and it was like, Red Bull give you wings. And I was like, What is that? Yeah, what does that mean? What does it mean? And he still went off it. I've, and it's taken me up to being a man, a 60 odd year old man that I am today. Yeah, where I was like, I guess it means, I don't know, it gives you a bit of pep in your step. Yeah, yeah, makes you well, that fly. Sounds better. Red Bull gives you a bit of pep in your step. Yeah, interesting. So, um, Hermione mentions like the like um, there's something like they're like, but giants don't kill humans, and Hagrid's like, they do. They do kill humans. They just report it as a mountaineering accident. What? Yeah. Man, head ripped off, climbing wall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he fell down mountaineering. Yeah, what are these teeth marks around his beheaded neck? Rocks. Rocks, I reckon. Mm. But yeah, they have to appease these giants, right? And they mainly have to endear themselves to the Gurg, right? And the Gurg is the title for the chief giant. And you can tell they're the chief giants because they're the biggest, the ugliest, and the laziest. Right? Uh, I've known a few Gurgs in my time. I don't know about you. Well, it was upon reading this chapter that made me realise I am the Gurg. I guess I'm yeah, the Gurg, am I? The biggest, ugliest, laziest in the world. Yeah. Guess Is that what everyone thinks? Gurg podcast. Um, so... To get there, to get to the land of the giants, wherever this is. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't use magic to get there. No, I had to walk, of course. Why? Well, we're being watched. Yes, of course. You can't apparate because you're being watched. Yeah. They're all, they always monitor apparating, don't they? Yeah. Can't use flu powder because you're being watched. Got CCTV in the pipes of the... Idiot. Also, fly on a plane. <laughs> Come on. What's it? They'd be too big for a plane. Cargo. Cargo. Yeah. Just check yourself in as two. Well, uh, yeah, two cargo bags. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mad. Why, why doesn't he ride on his motorbike at least? He doesn't have to fly it around, does he? With a limp on the back. 
Now, these, I, I, I think she's doing it to make the chapter longer or to keep including the other characters. But the way they keep interrupting this story was driving me mad. Hagrid's trying to tell a story and they keep interrupting with, what did you do then, Hagrid? Did you really do that to a giant? I can't believe, right, let him tell his story. Shut up and listen. I'm sick of these interruptions that add nothing to the tale. And what did you do after that? I'm telling you. This is the story I'm telling. Wait a second and I'll have told you. <sighs> like he's just stopping and staring out the window. Yeah. Oh, then oh, what? oh yeah. Oh, oh. I get that in school. That The kids will ask me a question before I finish explaining. I'll be stood there going, right, next we're doing this. And the kid puts their hand up. What do we have to do? I'm like, well, about to tell you what we're going to have to do. Wait a few seconds, I'll tell you. There was a girl at my high school who would make lessons last a lot longer because simply put she was stupid um yeah but instead of like other stupid people who like would just be quiet yeah she'd she'd just go all the time miss i don't get it i don't get it miss i don't get it and then it'd have to be explained three more times until she got it and the rest yeah. of us just well. Like... yeah well good on her for asking for help <laughs> I'd rather that because sometimes you get kids who uh, keep quiet and then they don't they don't tell you they don't get it and then you get and then you look at their work and think they don't get it why didn't they say well, they you can help them they're trying to get the day over with aren't they come on come on yeah, but the bell rings at the same time every day doesn't it you might as well be helped and it's better to nip things in the bud before their misunderstanding gets ingrained in the brain. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, if you're a school child listening to this, always ask when you need help or if you don't understand something. And be specific. Don't just say, I don't get it. Say, I don't understand why that leads to that, or I'm not sure how you got that bit there. And then it can be easily remedied. I'm gonna make somebody love me. All right, let's bring Tom's attention back. Now. Um, they held Hagrid upside down. Isn't that rude? How big are these giants that they're gonna hold Hagrid upside down? Oof, imagine that. Oh, imagine the shit that would fall out of his pockets. I can't imagine what's in them. Dead animals, stationery. Coins from pre-decimalisation. Rock cakes. Rock cakes, cake rocks. Camp rock um, on DVD. Pet rocks. Pop rock. Uh, Blackpool rock. Yeah. Crocodile rock. No, not that. No, no, no. Anyway, <laughs> if you can think of more rocks, message us in. Send me a private message. Did you hear about Gene Simmons from KISS was on Question Time recently in the audience? Gene Simmons. Was that not the uh, that camp guy who did those exercise videos? I don't know who the hell you're talking about. He used to have curly hair and he used to do exercise videos. Something Simmons. Was he not Gene Simmons? No, Gene Simmons is this. All right, let's rock and roll all night. 
That's definitely I'm thinking of somebody else. I know you're thinking of. Who am I thinking of? Philip Schofield. You can't get him off your mind. No. I'm thinking of Richard Simmons, the exercise instructor. Hmm. And he's 74 years old now, if anyone wants to feel old. Professor Umbridge comes a knocking. She's noted that there are three sets of footprints leading up to his um, shack in the snow, and they do not return to the castle, right? Given a little uh, thing, and she inquires as to why Hagrid has been away. And he said, I need to get some time to myself, some fresh air. She goes, ah, yes, as gamekeeper, fresh air must be hard to come by. How funny and observant. That's very witty. Someone's knocking at the door. Someone's ringing the bell. It's Professor Umbridge. I'd love it if Hagrid won the postcode lottery. I hope that happens in one of the next two books, that he gets somebody knocking on the door with a big check and he's won the, he's won the postcode lottery. Yes, quite. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that funny line that you mentioned, I found myself getting annoyed at Professor Umbridge. She's very annoying to me, and she keeps pushing him and pushing him for answers. And uh, she's just sticking her beak in where it's not wanted. Wholeheartedly agree. He wholeheartedly agrees. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got, I reckon. Oh, no, but Hagrid, right? So at the end, Umbridge topples off, and Hagrid is like, well, I've got nothing to worry about. I'm going to make my lessons the most exciting lessons there ever were. I've got loads of cool animals that you're going to look at. And Hermione says, Hagrid, if you do anything dangerous, she's going to fire you. So do something boring that's related to the curriculum. And he doesn't get it. He's like, no, 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 it's great. I've got it all planned. Hagrid, I think you're asking for trouble here, mate. Do a boring lesson while she's inspecting you. Get it out of the way and then do your dangerous stuff later. No, no, I'm looking to get sacked, you see. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. He can't be that much of a fool to ignore that advice. Knowing that Professor Trelawney is, like, very close to being fired. Take the hints just for one lesson while she's observing you. Do something curriculum-based. Do something boring. Right. And that's the end of my notes. How many gurgs out of five are you giving this chapter? Well, this chapter was a load of old nothing, in my opinion. I found it boring, boring, boring. Hagrid's telling a tale. He didn't really tell much of a tale. Umbridge comes and pokes her nose in. It's, I found it bloody boring, as I said. I'm going to give this nothing more than one gurg out of five. Oh, he's harsh. Now, for me, Ooh. I was so excited that Hagrid was back. We've had, like, so many chapters without him. Half the book we're through now where Hagrid has not appeared. And it was so yeah. refreshing to be back in Hagrid's shack with a cup of tea, with him with a bit of meat over his face, tendering to his own wombs. We learnt a little bit more about 
the giants, which was quite interesting, in my opinion. And we found out that Hagrid's mother is dead. Killed for some reason. Also, I think it's likely she'd be dead, because Hagrid's like 60-odd. Yeah, come on. Not that likely. Some, pe- some Maybe giants something. live longer, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. James and the Giant Peach. Exactly. But the story that Hagrid told was a bit... <sighs> yeah, that we went one day, and his head was in the river... And we found out that uh, the other giant had been getting gifts from a Death Eater for weeks. And you're like, what? And now he's king. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Uh, so it's a bit all over the place. So for that reason, I give this chapter two and a half gurgs out of five. Now, are you ready for quiz? Yes, it's back. Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. I'll tell you some news. Not a rhyme. I'll tell you how to be. Question one. How did Ron click his tongue? Oh, um, impatiently. Correct. Question two. How was Hagrid's hair described? Matted with congealed blood. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Question three. What kind of moan did Hagrid give? Oh, um, a tired moan. No, it was a moan of satisfaction. Oh, Uh, oh yeah, when he was slapping the steak on his head. And finally, question five. Which Death Eater did Hagrid see at the giant's lair? I think that's only question four, but he saw Ian McNair. Correct, sir. So that's four out of five you got. Unfortunately, you have lost the quiz. Quiz, 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 quiz. Good effort, though. Hey, it was. Thank you. Now it's time for the nation's second or maybe third favourite segment. Now that there's a news one, it's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to plopings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, first of all, we've had an email from Dedrick Siggery. He says, hello, Pottervision boys. I have found this podcast a couple of months ago and I've become an addict. I have got a few questions for you. So quick fire questions for you, Tom. Mm. Do you like summer? I love summer. It's my favourite time of the year. I like summer as well, but sometimes it's a bit too hot. Now, next question. Would the BFG be a better dad for Hagrid? Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree too. He'd be better. And he also they asks... Could... What? They could, uh, do, I don't know, eat snogs, snozcumbers together. Oh, yeah, they could have a snozcumber sandwich, couldn't they? Mm. Anyway, and then he asks a question for me. Are the children naughty or nice in Germany? Well, 
as with all countries, there are some children that are naughty and there's some children that are nice. But they're not naughty. They're just nice children that sometimes display naughty behaviour. Yeah, and that's the line we're taking to the papers. Now, he finishes off his lovely message with, Thank you for being yourselves. Please continue the pod. And he asks, is it normal that there was no quiz in the last episode? No, it's not normal. So thank you very much, Dedrick Siggery. We've also had an email from Bellatrix12 that says, Hashtag keep the quiz. We all love it. And we've had another message from Karina Gallagher on Patreon that says, bring back the quiz. So oh, I hope you're it. all happy that this week the quiz is back. Anyway, we've got five new Patreons. Are you ready to say hello to them? Five? Oh, yes. All right. The first patron is a new baby Harry and it's Ollie Collins. Ollie Collins. Ollie Collins. Ollie Collins. You are a turtle that has just been born on a nest in the Bahamas. You poke your little turtle head out of your shell. You are buried in the sand. You look out to sea and you realise you now have to make the dash to the sea from the nest. Unfortunately... <laughs> Unfortunately, there are predators waiting to bite off your head, Ollie, and eat all the fleshiness that lives within your body. Right? <laughs> you start walking towards the sand. Instantly, a bird swoops down with its talons and grabs your head. I am sunbathing on the beach in a speeder. I run at the bird and I break its neck. I pick you up and throw you right into the sea, boy. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to the patron. There you go, Ollie. And we've got another baby, Harry, and it's Megan Griffiths. Megan Griffiths. Oh, you are a baby in the cinema. You are watching the latest Super Mario movie. A great big man has come in because your mum has gone to the toilet and uh, just left you alone in your seat, which is a bit irresponsible, but these are the days we are living in. You think your kids should be safe in a Super Mario film. A great big bloke has wandered onto the aisle. Oh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And he's about to sit on you. <laughs> This slow mover, slowly going towards you, and he almost puts a bit of weight on you. I'm in the seat behind. I jump forward, and I push him to the floor. I shower him with punches, because that's not what you do to babies watching films. <laughs> Your mum comes back from the toilet, and she sees what's happening. She goes to pick you up to get you out of there. But before she can, I jump up. Blood on my face and just quickly. And then I continue. There you go, Megan. <laughs> hey, and we've got a baby Draco. Our brand new baby Draco is Emma Rush. Emma Rush. You were born into a family which were not very much like you. You love reading. 
They love uh, watching Let's Get Sticky with Icky, right? Uh, they love, you know, selling cars. You love reading about Moby Dick. Moby what? One day you decide you're old enough and you want to go to school. Your parents say you're too young for school. They, they say you're only three years old. You say I'm six years old. So they enroll you. At this school, the head teacher <laughs> is very mean as well. She puts Oof. people in a, a room that's called the Chokey. <laughs> which is a cupboard with nails and dripping water like sticking into it, right? One day, you break into this woman's house because you want to steal off her. I've got no idea what your intentions are. Um, I'm yeah. Miss Honey. <laughs> <laughs> so I follow you there, right? Once you've broken in, I'm following you around the house to get something that belongs to me or my aunt or something. We're running around. Just at this point, Miss Trunchbull gets home. She starts chasing you around the house. She's trying to kill you. She knows you're there, right? She's running after you. She's at the top of the stairs and she's about to grab you. I leap in there and I kick her down the stairs. She does a massive <coughs> roll and unfortunately she breaks her neck. I've run down after you. <laughs> Think I might be going to jail, so I'll take my chances. Not, 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 and we drive off together. Hey, there you go, Emma Rush, and uh, all of your goodies for being a baby Draco should be in the post very soon. Now, we've got two more to say hello to. We've got a Sean Walton, who is baby Harry. Sean Walton. Oh. Sean Walton. You are a baby orca. You enjoyed your COVID time where there was no humans uh, sailing about in your orca bay. Now that COVID has ended, the boats have returned. Now you, your father and your brethren have decided to start attacking boats. Your father is the ringleader and he's going at people's oars and you're trying to sink these ships. You're a bit into it, but you're not that into it. One day, your dad decides to sink the ship of a very wealthy, scary man. Yeah, He's guiding you all over there. But unfortunately, the man on the ship has a harpoon. He shoots your dad in the head. Pow. Dead. He goes to shoot you, right? He's got the harpoon right in front of your face. I'm aboard. I put my hand on his shoulder and I go, don't do it. And he goes, no, I will. And I go, promise me. I'm telling you, it'd be a big mistake for you. He goes, no, I'm going to do it. So I go, fine, watch this. Take the harpoon and I shoot him. <laughs> you stare into my <laughs> eyes because I've saved your life. Lean forward and... Lovely. There you go, Sean. And finally, we've got a brand new baby, Hermione, and it's Jesse. It's Jesse. You are the yodeling cowgirl. No, 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 no. I'll do a proper baby one. 
Oh, yeah. You have courtside seats to the Lakers game. You're a baby. <laughs> right? Yeah. That basketball is flying. Your mama's got a big bowl of nachos. Yeah. She's face into them, eating them all. She can't, she can't get away from them, right? The players are having a great time, bouncing this basketball all over the place. Real skillful. All of a sudden, something not so skillful happens. The ball is hurtling towards you, right? I <laughs> was there for different reasons. I was, pl- I was hoping the kiss cam came on, right? But unfortunately, it didn't. <laughs> I see this ball coming towards you, and I run. I am 40 rows up. I am running. God, I'm fast. <laughs> this ball's going slow. I get to the court, and I boot it away from you. They go, don't kick basketballs. I say, I'm from England. It's fine. They go, still no. Pick you up. They get me out of there, arrested. There you go, Jesse. Yeah, so thank you to all our new patrons. And at the minute, we're offering a free trial on our baby Harry Tier. So you can have a seven-day free trial without having to commit any of that old dinero. Have I just given kisses to free? Have I just given kisses to free trial people? No, you haven't. All of these people have committed money. And if you do do a free trial, you won't get any kisses until you put your money where your mouth is. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, don't worry. Hey, we nearly had a kickoff then. Thank God I didn't include the people who were doing a free trial. <laughs> but yeah, but you can check it out for seven days. You can access everything that the baby Harry Tier has to offer. And then if you like what you listen to, you can bloody uh, you know commit to more. And it's only four pound fifty a month anyway, so we're practically giving it away. Mm. Anyway, uh, that is the end of Hedwig's droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. The podcast where every fortnight we read a chapter of those bloody books. Now, we are going to be in Edinburgh at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival from the 4th till the 28th of August every day, apart from Mondays at 1.30pm. And you can already order your tickets and you can choose how much you want to buy the tickets for. Uh, Or you can just turn up on the day and chance your arm. Uh, but also we're doing previews in Derby on July the 27th and in Manchester on July the 28th and we would love to see you there next time we will be on episode 116 chapter 21 of book 5 the eye of the snake you have been a tent moving Tom Lawrenson and you have been a lovely brown eyed Lucas Kirkby Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.